Alright everyone, this is Christoph Kemper from Link Research Tools out of Vienna with the Link Building and SEO podcast and we got a very special guest in today's episode, in today's show. His name is Joe Sinkwitz. Joe, what's your background? Where are you from? What do you do? What does your company do? Sure thing, Christoph. So I've been in the search industry for 20 years now. I got my start actually spamming Viagra on Alta Vista back in 1997. Uh, I graduated up there into the payday and insurance market after I graduated from college. Um, <laughs> I guess maybe claim the fame. I was the top organic lead source for both payday and insurance for a couple of years uh, within that 20 year period. So that was pretty cool. Uh, right now, most of my attention goes to a company by the name of IntelliFluence, where I'm CEO and we are building an influencer marketing network. Wow, that's that's a lot of experience in a lot of different verticals, and um, be just because you mentioned Viagra and Payday, uh, that those are very aggressive niches, or, or have always been, and, and I just think just got more aggressive over the years, right? Oh yeah, well, it was absolutely aggressive. It got to the point where I no longer felt competing in some of the markets. Um, there was a point where I had to go on stage and. Uh, actually in Austria, in Salzburg. Yeah, and yeah. I did the live hacking to say, this is how bad it's getting in payday. I refuse to cross that line. I'm a black hat, but that, that just means I follow the actual rules of the system and not the specifically uh, listed out terms of service. However, yeah. there was groups of people that were just hacking for links and I wasn't comfortable with it. And no matter how much I tried to bring it to Google's attention, they just wouldn't listen. So I figured, okay, Maybe I just need to get up on stage and a few thousand people and show them how easy it is to hack and say, hey, here's how you can get 500, 1,000 links real fast. It's a, it's a fairly small footprint, so Google's not already filtering it out. This is how bad it's gotten. And yeah. it, it even still took a couple of years before they, they really cracked down. But by that time, I had, I had sort of shifted away. Like post-Penguin, um, things got even more aggressive because the uh, – the window in which you could operate before getting slapped down was getting, you know, shorter uh, uh, to some degree. Uh, obviously, you have a ton of data on this when you when you're doing the the, the auditing tools. Mm -hmm. So I just shifted out uh, what to to copy press to help uh, run sales and marketing. So I, I did a lot of content marketing with Dave Snyder. It was pretty cool. Out of that, you know, I I always wanted to return and do my own thing again. So IntelliFluence kind of launched out of there. We're, we're very close. It's kind of like our ecosystem. They do their thing really well. We do our thing really well. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Got it. Yeah, I remember SEOCOM in uh, 2012 or 2013, you were on stage, this keynote. And I think you were worried back then if, you, if it's actually legal to address, you know, to, legal yeah. to say that... Legal to say what is possibly on the illegal side, and I think this was one of the concerns that we discussed back then, which I think you know, is a valid concern, you know, giving people ideas for what to do bad. Yeah, I, I remember talking to you and, and some of the others saying, hey, uh, you know, what, what's the law in Austria? What's the law in Germany? Because I have mm -hmm. to go back through Germany when I go yeah, home. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. And it turned out okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, I think here's here's something you know that reminds me that especially experts like you often you know um, are concerned or, or or are thinking through things that no one else gets 
that no one, you know, also in, in legislation doesn't get. It reminds me about the EU judgment on, on, on something that Google did so many years ago or still does um, with, you know, just touching on a little bit of Google's, well, practices. Still great that there is some decision finally made, but I think, you know, the world around us is moving a lot slower. So when we talk about influencers, here's here's one big, big thing that I, you know, hear a lot. Influencers are, 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 are ladies and gentlemen, putting up their photos on Instagram, <laughs> getting lots of likes and thumbs up, and then, you know, share the link or, 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 or share a, a post with a link with their audience. Is that what, you know, you do? Sure. So I, I, I define them. I bucket them a little bit. So I, I take influencers and I start by saying influencer marketing is really just getting someone else to tell your story for you or to do something for you. Mm-hmm. You can leave it at that. And then I bucket where I say we have the, the celebrities, which are the aspirational influencers. These are the people that uh, their followers want to be them. Then we have like authoritative influencers and you're a good example of authoritative influence within the search market. People look to you for your specific uh, recommendations around search. Anything that touches search, if if you weigh in on the subject, it's going to carry more weight than if a random person with the same audience size as you weighs on the subject. And then you have the peers. So uh, I'm a peer to you, you're a peer to me, your influence directly uh, influences me to a much higher degree because we know each other and we understand, you know, likes, dislikes. So our network is really founded on peer influence uh, because we see that growing exceptionally fast and it has. Uh, going back to whether I see you know, Instagram posts, yeah, that, that's, mm-hmm. that's a type. Uh, so is blogging, which is what most of the, the SEO industry tends to focus on for their version of influence. But also, you know, YouTubers, LinkedIn is not thought of enough. That's a, that's a big market. Amazon it has an influencer market. Pretty much any platform that gets to a certain size where there's a community becomes a potential target for influencers. Mm-hmm. 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 Got it. Hmm. So, when you say influencers being, you know, active on blogs as well, reaching out using an influencer platform like yours um, to bloggers, isn't that very similar to reaching out to guest blog networks? That's a great where... question. That's a great question. So the the biggest well, there's a couple big differences. Uh, one difference is. When you're doing a cold outreach to a, a blog network, mm-hmm. uh, you're you're thought of in a certain way by the recipient. They are they are seeing something specific. They're they're used to getting a ton of emails. And they filter it out. Uh, you don't you don't have that that interruption ability to cut through the noise. Mm-hmm. When you're contacting them through a warm network, and in, in our particular case, and there's other networks like us. Everyone that's in there has signed up specifically because they want to receive pitches. Just yeah. by having the warm versus cold, it's it's uh-huh. an accelerant to get posts. But there's another reason too. When when they're in an influencer market, what you're essentially doing when you're reaching out to them is you do not ask for the link. Do not ask for the post. Don't mention guest post. Uh-huh. What you're saying is 
I've identified you as, a, as an expert in this industry. I would like you to apply your influence. I would like you to weigh in on this particular topic. Mm-hmm. And, you know, here is my brand if, if, if this makes sense for you. Mm-hmm. And the, the, the ratio of links given there is so much higher. It looks more natural. And the other positive is when, when you're hitting up the same old guest post blog networks as everyone else, that is a pattern. But yeah. if, you, if you're going through something where a lot of the activity is for people that are trying to push e-commerce sales over social, yeah. and now you're just happening to get links from those people too, it, is, it comes across as far more organic looking. Mm-hmm. 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 Got it. So in your network, basically everyone would, would, would qualify as a warm outreach because they're already, already waiting for the pitch. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. How do you... How do you get people to sign up? How do you how do you grow your network of influencers? How do you pitch those that want to be pitched? So uh, this is a good question, uh, Christoph. And my answer is, uh, you do know me. I am a spammer. <laughs> so uh, when we started, I went to every possible Facebook group that I could. I went to every Reddit, subreddit. I went to all these groups on LinkedIn. And I let them know, hey, if you want to get free product, come over here. We have another mechanism for getting free product. And that started to snowball itself up for the influencer side. Uh-huh. As that occurred, then I started being able to do more targeted uh, approach like Twitter. It's not hard to find all the followers of a brand on Twitter. Uh, so or other uh, networks, uh, blog networks, etc. And I was just doing lots and lots of outreach. I'm just constantly doing outreach, trying not to annoy them, but I'm also trying to get to get them to understand that, hey, for an influencer, you're not going to have to pay me anything. And I'm going to be providing you potential opportunities that you actually want to see. So it, it becomes a real easy decision from their part. Then from the brand angle, it's just sales, right? It's, it's a matter of, you know, do, do an interview with Christoph, go <laughs> do a different interview with someone else, write a bunch of blog posts. I wrote a book that's being published in the next couple of months uh, uh-huh. on, on influencer marketing. You know, there's all these little, you know, inbound tools, but also I do a ton of outbound. I, yeah. you know, I'll identify you know, every uh, Shopify domain in existence, you know, with a little help from our snake. And then I'll say, okay, mm-hmm. let's, mm-hmm. let's mail them all. And see what they want to do. Let's let's see. Hey, uh, are you willing to do a free trial to play with this software? And over time, I got enough data to, to keep building it up. I, I pushed a thread live on Black Hat World recently just to see how that market responds to it. Like, there's all these levers that one can do to keep growing the network, and that is my main goal. Is I understand that the value of this is entirely based on network size because as it grows. I, I could be less involved actually with the uh, the actual sales process just because it'll start to sell itself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, speaking about the concept uh, there, it's like a marketplace that connects people uh, with each other and they pay per lead or, or how does it work? What do I need to do to, to get influencers? Sure. So, I mean, if, if you wanted to get an influencer, you know, you, you sign up uh, as whatever brand or agency that you're looking to do, and then you start running filters. So you might say, hey, I'm really interested in the United States, so I'm going to filter that geog- uh, geographically. Maybe you're interested in, in fashion. So you say, okay, I'm going to select those that have an interest in fashion. 
And then you might say, okay, I only want people that are Instagram. So you click, you know, select Instagram and it, start, it keeps narrowing it down. The, where I think it got really interesting is we started adding uh, uh, filters on value and expected compensation type. So you can, you could determine who is willing to do something for you just by giving them product. Okay. Let's say it's an impact on a t-shirt. You know, you would be surprised by what people will do for a free t-shirt. So really? you could, you could build a campaign uh, for link research tools uh -huh. and say, okay, uh -huh. I'm going to give anyone in here. I want to identify anyone that has more than uh, 5,000 followers, keep a real low bar. And they only want to receive product as compensation to do anything on social as it pertains to promoting my product. You ship them out the t-shirt. Uh, we have a messaging system. We, we try to keep everything on network. So yeah. you add everyone to a campaign, pitch them all, and then manage the responses. And from there you determine, okay, hey, here's my address. Send this t-shirt here. Okay, my review is uh, posted here. Accept it or deny it. Request changes. Mm -hmm. it's, it's actually a fairly simple flow. It's just, it's pretty amazing on what you can do and what you can ask for. Uh, I've, I've seen some really crazy stuff. Like uh, for whatever reason, uh, Brazilian audience, it, it, it's confusing to me because we'll have a couple uh, from Brazil who have an aggregate audience of over a million, which is uh -huh. a big number. Yeah. But they're not asking for hardly anything. They're, they're saying, hey, uh, you know, if you send me something that's worth 50 bucks, I'd be happy. That's wow. pretty incredible. Huh. You know, if, uh -huh. if I had something that focused on that market, I would definitely be pushing in that direction. So it's helped to identify uh, arbitrage opportunities as well. Yeah. Brilliant. Brilliant, brilliant, brilliant. So you mean people would just, you know, go for the swag and take my link research tools t-shirt with Gary Ilias on it, ranking without links is really, really hard, and, and do do stuff for us, uh -huh. marketers wearing it, getting photos in front of themselves and tag Gary with it, or you yep. know, some other, okay, okay. Well, I, mean, I, I definitely could see someone like you, because you you tend to be so early in the marketing process, and you test out so many different things. Uh, you could absolutely do the swag concept and start segmenting in the different audiences. You say, okay, well, the, the hardcore search people, maybe they're going to be a little bit more jaded. Maybe they'll be a little bit more difficult to get something from. But maybe the, the people that are in marketing, but not necessarily search marketing would. Maybe the general business people will do it even more. Maybe you don't even care. Maybe you're just looking for a pure uh, uh, audience reach perspective so you can do retargeting to them later. Like, there's so many ways to slice and dice it. Did I lose you? Yes, uh, Joe. Okay, th think, there you are. Yeah, I think you can drop that. I just asked, when did you launch Intellifluence? How long has it been around? Sure. I, I launched Intellifluence last summer, actually. So we are just now at one year from when we pushed out our, our very first terrible looking interface. And it's gone through one update already. And we're pushing oh. out a live another very large update where we rewrote the whole thing. 
uh-huh. in September. I want to have it done before we go to SEI Oktoberfest. Ah, okay. Yeah, see, this is very, very familiar. Uh, there are still amusers out there that uh, give me a hard time for the first version of Link Research Tools uh, in a really ugly gray reddish totally unusable horrible interface so i think that's you know nothing too unusual to just oh it's absolutely common yeah yeah exactly so i finally have to check it out you just you know gave me some ideas that i would like to try you know right after this interview here so maybe uh, because we're also stretching the limits of our time budget here with 15 16 minutes already um we touched on on the cold versus warm outreach. We touched on um, black hat. Is there something you know? And make money now, a get rich quick overnight tip that you would like to share with our audience? Something as an immediate takeaway, an instant gratification for those people listening to the Link Research Tools podcast, and you and me that would be super happy to just listen and hear that and, and take action. Okay. I have an interesting tip. If you run a PBN, create personas associated with each domain separately, load them all up into different influencer networks, and you will diversify the link flow uh, and opportunities that come in. You'll be able to sell out your inventory a lot quicker, and you're going to have a much higher uh, caliber of brands using your stuff. Oh, and you would certainly have a wider range and therefore less of a footprint uh-huh. and be much more sustainable and well not guaranteed but more likely prosper for a lot longer with the whole network especially when it's a available yes. one. Oh, that was the golden tip to PBM prosperity from uh-huh. Joe Sinkwitz. I like it. I like it. I like it a lot. Yeah, Joe, then thank you for for now. Thank you for today. Um It's been a pleasure to have you on the show. I would love to continue and I will certainly want you again in the show. I look forward to seeing you at SA Oktoberfest. Is there something that you maybe have a hidden tip, uh, a little secret that we could use in our SA Oktoberfest challenge that also takes place? Uh, Well, I I know what that special keyword is, but I'm not allowed to say it. No, 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 no. (laughs) Not the one from the webinar. But I, I would say that you, you could use Intellifluence to win the contest <laughs> because you could share that link out with 26,000 influencers with a reach of a quarter billion. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I'm not sure if, if I fully agree with that or if that already wins the ticket, but it's certainly something that we could ask for. So thank you very much for that. And yeah, it has been a pleasure, Joe. I see you very soon. Everyone out there. Have a great day. I'm Christoph from Link Research Tools. This was Joe Sinkwitz from IntelliFluence. Joe, thank you very much. Happy to do it. Thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye.